0: Monster a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello, and welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. And with me, as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love?
1: Good, how are you? I'm very tired. My eyes are tired. Oh, no. I sleep
0: a lot. I think i lost sleep. Oh, no. Yeah, I was awake all night being raped by the devil.
1: We've been watching too many horror movies.
0: I know. (laughs) And this week, in particular, we watched a very timely film... Timely in that you are within days of giving birth. <laughs> you're yeah. due this week, and like a mere two days from now. I know. And we watched Rosemary's Baby, and you're going to have one. It's kind of a creepy choice. You chose it. I know. I know. You're a weird girl. Everyone has always told me that, and I always said no. But no, they were right. But you're that's
1: why be- you love me. Is it? Yes. All right. Well...
0: Well, before we get into further reasons why I love you, why don't we listen to the very 60s trailer for Rosemary's Baby? Woohoo! Paramount Pictures presents...
1: Hey, let's make that... Starring John Cassavetti. Let's have a baby. Oh, roll. honey, for God's sakes, don't cry, oh, all no. right? I oh, won't. <laughs> wonderful. Boy. You're young and healthy. I have lots of children. Madame and Monsieur shall have the dessert after all. Mousse au chocolat, or as many calls it, chocolate mouse. Oh, oh. <laughs> hmm, it's
0: delicious. It has an undertaste, a chalky undertaste. Hey Nice
1: Sleep is what you need Good night's sleep You better go down below, miss This is no dream This is really happening
0: Written for the screen And directed by Roman Polanski from the best-selling novel by Ira Levin, to Ruth Gordon, Sidney Blackmer, Mara Sevens, and Ralph Bellamy. In a William Castle production. Rosemary's Baby. It's very 60s from Paramount Pictures. Uh, So it's the 1968 Rosemary's Baby, written and directed by Roman Polanski, based on the novel Rosemary's Baby by Ira Levin.
1: Oh, I didn't know it was a novel. Well, you did, but okay. (laughs) Did I? I?
0: Yeah, because last week I said it was based on a novel, and you went, oh, I didn't know it was based on a novel. (laughs) You said it just like that. But yes, so it was based on a novel wherein uh, Mia Farrow, a.k.a. Rosemary, Sorry, there's a um, noise happening. Someone's messaging me. Uh, Popular. Yeah, I know. Rosemary.
1: Yeah, I'll just combine Uh
0: Mia Farrow plays Rosemary, which is a very good name. And uh, <laughs> Jesus she and her Christ. she and her husband Guy move into a new apartment, uh, which used to be one big giant penthouse and was separated off into different apartments. And the people who are in the other side of their apartment, so that they can hear them through the walls, are these old folks uh, by the name... Eccentrics. Yeah, the Castevits, basically. Roman and um, Minnie, was her name? Marnie? Minnie. Minnie and Roman Castevet, And they live next door. And Rosemary's husband is an actor. A struggling actor, though. He's just not getting the parts... He just can taste those juicy leading man parts in his mouth right now.
1: Oh dear. Look at
0: all these parts. Anyway, he's struggling. (laughs) And uh, then they get pregnant after a a night where she's. uh, She was drunk and she passed out. And she had this weird dream that a creature. Jesus Christ, Bender. Come on, we're podcasting here.
1: He's a thirsty dude. It's
0: just so rude. Uh. She passes out, and uh, her husband bones her anyway, or so he tells her, and she becomes pregnant. And from there, we begin to wonder.
1: But when when she gets pregnant, she's all kind of out of it. And she thinks she's having this weird dream where everyone's around her, naked, and she's the who the person having sex with her is actually this beast who's the scratching strategies. her. Yeah,
0: scratches her, and she's all like, "Ah, you scratched me!" The next morning, he's all like. Uh, I already fouled my nails. <laughs> it was
1: fun in a necrophilia kind of way. Yeah, he really
0: doesn't apologize. No, it was because... Like, Why'd you so- fuck me when I was asleep? And he's like, well, you know, I, what do you do? I, well, we wanted to get pregnant, and but you told like, me to do the Why fighting. would she
1: just be okay with him saying, oh, yeah, it was fun in a necrophilia kind of way? Normal people don't say that.
0: No, I, I agree, but hey, man, it was the 60s. <laughs> Time
1: of sexual... Necrophilia. (laughs) So,
0: uh, Nicole, did you know that the American Film Institute ranks this film ninth in their 100 Years 100 Thrills
1: list? Jeez, I know know it's been, like, world-renowned as, like, one of the top horror movies, and...
0: The way you're saying this makes me think that you don't agree that it's one of the best horror films.
1: I mean... I want to see say yes, but I I just don't. Well, say it. Just say it. No, I, you know we watched this movie for the first time when we were what fourteen or fifteen, which is
0: was dumb because all at that point all we had really seen
1: for movies was like
0: Scream and shit.
1: Which. You know, Scream's an awesome movie. It's great. And I hate, I really hated this movie when I first saw it. And now I bump it up to it's just okay. <laughs> and I feel bad saying that because I feel like I'm supposed to like it as a horror lover and horror fan. But it still is very deliberately paced, as you would say. And, it is. And it's something we know already. Like, we, we knew from the beginning that she... That these people were, were drugging her, and and that it was really happening to her. It, I don't know. I don't, don't know if the point of it is for it to be a mystery, which it isn't. I, I don't know. It didn't do much for me.
0: Fair enough. I really, really liked it this time. And I think, is it because
1: you like deliberately paced movies? Uh, I do if they're good. <laughs>
0: but uh, what in, in answer to your point about uh, whether or not it's supposed to be suspenseful. Because we do know what's happening. Yeah. Pretty well from the stars. I mean, we don't know all the details, but we pretty much know something weird is going on. Uh, we pretty much know that she's been drugged. We know who's doing it. We know all this kind of stuff. What's where I think the tension comes from is it's not suspense necessarily, no. because we kind of know what's happened, although we don't know what's going to happen. I think it's more like a creeping dread kind of horror. It's not like a I'm scared so much as like. It slowly gets under your skin, and you know what's happened, and just the dread mounts. So that by the time you get to the end, and what we knew all along comes true, it just feels like doom. Like, the kind of suspense in this movie, it's just like this feeling of unease and dread. Like, dread is the perfect word for this. I guess. Like,
1: I can see why you would say that.
0: And at the same time, like, yes, we know everyone else doing these bad things to her, but we also don't know how she's going to figure it out or if she's going to be able to get away or if she's going to figure it out. Yeah,
1: I guess, I guess, like, as I was watching it, trying to figure out what I thought about it, I think we're supposed to look at it as... We're more voyeurs watching it, watching this happen to this girl and yeah, watching not, her, yeah. her figure things out instead of us trying to figure things out, which I guess is different from a lot of yeah, modern horror movies. Most horror movies in
0: general, I would say, are told from the perspective of the victim so that you learn stuff as the victim learns stuff, the things happen to the victim as they sort of happen to you, right? But we're still always from her point of view. Except that we're slightly above her point of view. We know way more than she does. Because... I mean, yes, we're always with her, but, like, we see... Like, we know she's had a dream, but we see, like, the things happen to her when she passes out, so rather than... Yes, we see her point of view, but we are aware of the things happening above and around her. I guess. You know? Yeah. So we're not so much... Like, we're still from her point of view, okay. but we have more information than she does. And be, and we're watching the bigger picture, and picture. we can kind of put things together a lot quicker. Right?
1: Yeah. I guess for me it was just a, a slow burn to, to something that wasn't that climactic.
0: Oh, I completely disagree. The ending of this movie just fucking creeped me out. I fucking... I'm going to spoil it, but I love the ending of this movie. When she finds out that her... Like, they tell her that her baby's died, right? And then she ends up, uh, they bring back this thing they set up in the beginning with a cupboard, and she ends up finding her way into the other apartment and discovering the baby in a really awesome-looking, like, the way of the ba- The crib is draped with this black curtain and has an upside-down cross dangling from it. That was so fucking I thought cool. that
1: was cute. I
0: love so <laughs> weird. But, uh, she first of all, Mia Farrow's fantastic in this movie. This, that scene where she, at the end, where she looks into the crib, and we never see the baby, which is even better. And she starts to scream, like, the look of, like, dread in her face is amazing. When she screams, like, "Uh, what have you done to it?
1: What What have you done to to his his eyes? eyes.
0: And then there's the great old guy, he has his father's eyes. I'm like, (laughs) oh, that's so cool. But no, the actual part that really just gives me the fucking willies is where the baby's crying and and Roman is trying to convince her that she should just be his mother. You are his mother, after all. And, like, when she starts to just rock him and slowly, like smile grippily oh, smile a little bit cause like yes she's gonna raise this fucking creepy devil baby and even though all this stuff has happened she's gonna just ignore the fact that he's she's gonna raise this baby whose destiny it is to destroy the fucking world <laughs> and like oh, I'm like she starts to go crazy early on in this movie I think
1: like, that speaks more to a mother's undying love for her child oh definitely than does. anything yeah. like you love your child no matter what it's terrifying I, I thought the ending
0: was just so creepy and not what you. I liked. Expect. I
1: did like the ending. Not what you expect
0: at all, and and there is something to be said that it's not climactic when you know for sure what's happened because we've known the whole time, but there is this feeling of catharsis and like almost like excitement and like oh shit that's so <laughs> fucked up when all these weird like normal people are all yelling hail Satan like that's what's so cool about it like they're not draped in robes and, like... Yeah,
1: that's, I guess that's kind of You know, cool. like, in House of
0: the Devil, which we both love, they are very stereotypical devil worshippers, right? Cult worshipers. Yeah, they're in, like, pentagrams and shit. And these ones, they're just sitting in the parlor, people are coming to visit, and they're just, like... That's what's creepy. These are, like, real people in a real town, and it just feels so real.
1: I guess, yeah. Yeah.
0: But, so, yeah, in a way, like, it's... It's, like, a less melodramatic Lovecraft kind of thing for me, because it's... This creeping dread building throughout the film. And at the end, it's just like, yeah, this is this, this baby's going to end the world. That's yeah. fucking creepy. Uh, but let's talk about <coughs> some of the acting, maybe. I love like Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow is so good. And whoever does the makeup, because like the first half when she cuts her hair short, like they make her look so horrible.
1: Or well, they like make her look so pale with big bags oh, under her they eyes. They an amazing and- job.
0: Like, it was disturbing see like that. I was really blown away by that. Uh, so Mia Farrow, yes, excellent. I thought Guy Cassav- John says guy was great. Just this, like, kind of a slimy, selfish, self-centered actor who wants to make it. And he'll do anything to do so, including cause people to go blind and give his wife to the devil. <laughs> I liked. So slimy. Um,
1: I liked their their neighbors, the older couple that do this that yeah. do this to her, Mina. And... Sydney
0: Blackmer plays Roman, who was and Roman I thought was great. And Ruth Gordon played Minnie Castevet, and she actually won an Oscar for that role, I believe. Really? Uh, yeah, Ruth Gordon won Best Supporting Actress for this
1: movie. I love when horror movies are in the Oscars. For
0: yeah. a long time. And Maurice Evans was Hutch. Hutch is her friend, who sort of uh, first. Gives uh, Rosemary the information she needs to find out that uh, that these people are witch witchcraft exactly, people she's and being uh, fucked with. And he played Doctor Zayus in Planet of the Apes.
1: I have not seen the original Planet of the Apes. What? The Forbidden Ones of once a paradise.
0: Nicole, the Planet of the Apes movies are excellent. We're gonna watch them because it's right. unacceptable that you haven't seen these. Okay. But anyway, he's in a bunch of other really cool stuff. He did a lot of. Ha- I think he did a lot of Shakespeare on the stage too, or television. Anyway, I thought he was great. <coughs> and so I just uh, like... sorry. <coughs> and the only other act, only other performance I even think we should mention is, even though he's hardly in it, is Charles Grodin is in this as Doctor Hill, another doctor.
1: He's in beta When Yes, me. he
0: was. Oh yeah, and Ralph Bellamy plays Doctor Saperstein, her 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 uh, obstetrician, who is a an actor from. He was in His Girl Friday and a bunch of Cary Grant stuff, and he's just been in a lot of movies over the years. So, uh, sounds like I like this movie a little bit more than you did, love.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a couple of parts that, I, I when we first had watched it, that I thought were creepy that stuck with me all these years. And they were when she ba- barely cooks the meat to eat it, and then, again, when you see her eating raw meat.
0: Does it creep you out less now that you've lived with me and see how I eat my steaks?
1: No, it's still creepy, Joey. <laughs> you don't quite do what she did. Eh, pretty close. She just sears. No, you, you just you in. like you are totally over exaggerating <laughs> how you eat steak. <laughs> I eat
0: steak pretty rare. Blue rare. I mean yes, hers is maybe a little hers is like
1: more. a second on each side. Yeah, but it's delicious. Though. Joey, it is you not, not you've never eaten it like that. Just get the pan hot enough. Oh <laughs> you are so dramatic.
0: I'm not dramatic.
1: Anyway, those stuck with me, and those are still pretty powerful scenes, I think.
0: There's a lot of really good visuals in this movie. What did you think of, I mean, the dream sequence is kind of like the rape. The rape. This, yeah, I mean, yeah, the rape when the devil fucks her. It's, <laughs> it's why Nancy it up. Why not just say what it is? Uh, I thought that was a really well done, creepy, weird, like surreal, psychedelic scene. What other words can I? What other verbs can I use? see?
1: I've, I looked at that scene the same way I looked at the scene in the original Carrie when she's doing this kind of the spiral holograph thing at the yeah. prom. That it could have, it best best could have, it could have used an update.
0: Oh, I know. I don't agree. I agree with the kaleidoscope thing a little bit in Carrie, but not in this. This is, doesn't have any effects like that. I it's think it's just really surreal and flowy and like. She's on a boat and. Yeah, I don't <laughs> oh, know. I, I it could good. have used an update for me. Oh, okay, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> they were going to remake this movie, and then they it it, it uh, never went forward. But that's probably good because you know who was who was d- attached to produce it. Who? Michael Bay.
1: You do not like Michael Bay. In
0: what universe would Michael Bay make a good Rosemary's Baby? Like I'm the, trying to think if
1: I like if, like any Michael the Bay Transformers movies. movies. Like he
0: doesn't make subtle creeping dread. He makes. Things explode and Megan... He makes Megan Fox Tits Robot. That's the, name <laughs> of the movie. should just be called Megan Fox Tits Robots. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, I, and I really, really like this movie this time.
1: Yeah, I just... I, I bumped it up from hating it to thinking it's okay.
0: Now, I mean, you're right. There are some parts that maybe it drags a little bit. Maybe it takes a little bit too long. And maybe the fact that we know right from the start pretty well what's happening, maybe it would be a little different if... There was a bit more ambiguity because there is the sense at the end where you're not 100% sure if she, or rather she's not 100%, no, she is sure. (laughs) What Uh, what am I trying to say? Maybe you'd be a bit more suspenseful if we weren't 100% sure if she was right or not. I just feel
1: like it it took me out of it a bit much and I was a little bit bored throughout this movie. And I was the first time too, Mm -hmm. knowing because we knew the whole time what was happening.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say I ever got bored, but I would say that it, it's possible that it could have either sped up a little bit or made it a little bit less obvious from the start what was going on so the pieces start to fall into place more instead of knowing from the beginning what's kinda of going on.
1: <coughs> Sorry, I <I'm> gotta cough <coughs> Ain't nobody gonna I apologize. To mm-hmm. Ain't nobody gonna listen to this. Yeah, but um, uh, no. So if- I did like the um the witchcraft aspects of it um her well no like like her reading the book and learning about it a bit more i feel like witchcraft is something that they don't do in horror movies a lot nowadays so i didn't enjoy that part of it
0: yeah i mean yeah totally uh it was definitely a good movie to i think it made me want to watch the omen again that's for sure i can see why this the omen and the exorcist are kind of like the holy or unholy trinity of uh Religious horror films.
1: See, I love The Exorcist, and I love The Omen. This one just kind of fell flat for this me. Is
0: better than The Omen, but not maybe as good as The Exorcist.
1: Like, I know it's on so many lists, and I don't really understand why. I mean, I think
0: The Omen, as great as it is, is like a popcorn. Like, it's really quick. It's really easy. It's not challenging at all, really. The Omen is a Richard Donner movie. Like, it's the guy who made The Goonies. It's a great movie. It's fun. It's exciting, but it's there's not as much subtlety or... How or, is
1: this movie challenging then? You don't think so? Well, no, I just want to know how you think it is.
0: Well, as like you say, it's, it's a slower burn. There's no big payoffs. There's no action sequences. There's no uh, big exciting moments to draw you in. It's all just about slowly mounting dread and uh, this like sense of foreboding or inevitable doom. This movie has like a sense of inevitability to it. It's just like no matter what she does, it's not going to turn out okay. The world is not going to be good. Everything's going to go wrong. And she's going to eventually go fucking crazy and raise the devil. It's a very bleak, like, cynical film, too. Like, it's it's bleak. This guy sells out his wife so he can be in movies. (laughs) He basically brings about the end of the world so he can be in movies. You know, little sweet little, little people who live in your apartments and whatnot are fucked up and they want to murder you and make you eat meat.
1: See, so yeah, I think the fa- my favorite part of this movie is that Rob Zombie uses clips of it in his songs. <laughs> that, okay. for me, is more powerful than this movie.
0: You know, you were sounding really smart up until that moment. <laughs> Now suddenly, not so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. It's all good. But now, it's totally cool. It's not for everybody, and I'm not terribly surprised that you don't like it as much. As I, I really do.
1: wanted to though. I'm sorry. No, you I mean, didn't. no, I did. When you started
0: the movie, you're like, I am gonna hate this. And no, I said, don't go and do it like that. You said, okay, I'm gonna love it.
1: I was yeah. joking at the beginning, <laughs> Joey. Yes, I was. No, you were. Stop it! You don't know what's in my brain.
0: I do. I better than you.
1: I was even trying to think of like if I was seeing this in. The context of the era it was made. Oh, I think
0: you would. This was like nothing you'd ever seen before. Yeah, this it was might feel. The open, it feel before different. The Exorcist. There was nothing like this. It was in the before the Omen. Oh, wait. The Omen was like '76.
1: I was trying to think of that when when we were watching it which Witch came first because you know, the big deal is similar. Just... Similar
0: themes, yeah. This is by this was way earlier. There was no real movies like this, and there weren't a lot of like mainstream. Like, this is sort of like a B movie, like a B cult movie, but done on like an A budget with an A cast by an A director, which there wasn't a lot of at the time. Yeah, I guess. So, I think in the context of 1968, it would have been like nothing anybody had ever seen before. Yeah. Like, to have well, like, there was nudity, there's. I think. What are you staring at? He's
1: freaking me out. Uh, he's looking at the. Bender's just like looking at the corner of the room, all freaky, like.
0: No, he's yelling. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think in the context of the air it would have been revolutionary. But, uh, and, and I also, you know, you've seen a lot of way more crazy, which, this year we watched uh, Lords of Salem, which is a similar kind of a thing. And it's way different, right? Like, it's way more intense and scary and disturbing. like yeah. Visually speaking. So, I can see that. I get it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Well, what do you give it out of 10, love?
1: Um, I give it a 5 out of
0: 10. I give it an 8, which is better than what you gave it.
1: I thought you were going to give it higher than that.
0: Well, like I said, you know, it's not, it's not a perfect movie. I just thought it was quite good. Shut up. Are right, you ready to play the tagline game?
1: Sure. For this movie? Yeah. I no. actually don't know this, the tagline for this one.
0: Well, good, because if you did, <laughs> it would sort of ruin the whole point of the tagline game, wouldn't it? Yes. So the tagline game is I'm going to read to you four taglines... One of which was the actual tagline used to advertise this film. And the other three I Mm -hmm. made up myself. And you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which of the following is the real. And which of the following are big fat phonies.
1: I'm I'm ready to use my skill and judgment.
0: Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Tagline number one. Pray for Rosemary's baby. Alright. Tagline number two. All of them witches. Okay. Tagline number three. He has his father's eyes. Tagline number four, one word: hail.
1: Oh, I like the last one. It's good, right?
0: Now is it good because I'm brilliant, or is it good because they agree and they made it the tagline?
1: Talk it through. Talk it through. The the second one you said. All the witches. Gives away part of it.
0: True, but you also said that you kind of know from the beginning. But okay. Yeah, Yeah, but I still don't think that it was the name of the book that she has too, remember.
1: I don't think they would put that in the tagline. Okay. What okay. was the third one?
0: He has his father's eyes.
1: No, that they wouldn't put the like one of the last amazing lines in, in the tagline. Nope. So it's either hail or
0: pray for Rosemary's baby. I say it's a. You think pray for Rosemary's baby is a better tagline than hail?
1: No, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying I think that's what it is. So you're positive. Final answer. Yeah. Well, you're right. <laughs>
0: Pray yes. for Rosemary's Baby. I'm surprised you didn't know. It's one of the most famous movie taglines of all time. I wasn't sure if you were gonna. This was gonna be. Really I don't pay not, attention so. to that
1: kind of stuff. I
0: know you don't, but it's just.
1: So then it makes it better for the game. I, I agree. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad
0: you thought so. Uh, okay. So yes. So Nicole, you won this week. Congratulations. How's it feel? Good. Feels good.
1: Feels like really good. I love winning. <laughs> That's
0: good. All but right. hail's
1: very good, Joey. Good hail. job.
0: Thank you. I'm glad you appreciated that. I uh, you you can't... don't
1: usually go for simplicity when you make up things.
0: No, no, I usually don't. I like to be wordy <laughs> and annoying.
1: I do very much like the movie cover. Oh, um, it's great! Right? The poster for this movie is awesome with the yeah. black hail and the black silhouette of the carrot or the what's it called—a stroller. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, yeah you should, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be a great mother, and yeah. <laughs> the green kind of background, illuminating it. Looks Mm -hmm. awesome. All right. Well,
0: it's time to announce next week's movie. Uh, It has been 11 weeks since we watched something from another country.
1: Wow.
0: So we're going to do that now. Uh, Kronos technically was in English, even though it was Spanish, but most of it was in English, so that doesn't count. Anyway, our pick is audition from 1999 a movie I've been meaning to see forever directed by Takashi Miike starring Ryo Ishibashi and Eihi Shina, based on the Ryu Murakami <laughs> novel of the same title and uh, it's a cult classic that is beloved and disturbing and fucky and weird and I've seen a clip from it that scared the shit out of me
1: oh no
0: and uh, if memory serves um, this was the film that I think Quentin Tarantino put out a list of all the best movies that had been made since he started making movies, yeah, and he said that of all the movies that have been made since he started, this was his favorite, I think, or the one that he wished he'd made. It was either this or, uh, or um, Battle Royale. No, I can't remember. We'll look it up for next week. But either way, I know he's a fan of this. Get this, Nicole. This will make you interested. Uh, notable horror directors Eli Roth, John Landis, and Rob Zombie have all claimed to find the film very difficult to watch given its content. <gasps>
1: I don't like that.
0: John Landis said the film was so disturbing he didn't enjoy it at all.
1: Joey, what are you making me watch? Many people are
0: considered this to be Takashi Miike's masterpiece, but it's cringe-inducing and seriously disturbed, boasting one of the most unbearable scenes of torture in movie history. I'm excited to finally watch this. I've actually, to be honest, been a little scared to watch this. Like I don't usually get scared of movies, but I have twice I've started this movie in the middle of the night when you're in bed and I've gotten like five minutes in and I'd be like no I don't want to watch it I'm too scared you've
1: really piqued my curiosity I'm scared too it's now it's going to be so much fun you have to promise when we watch it that you'll come to bed with me at the same time I've
0: watched other movies directed by this guy Yes, uh, he's like he's made the um, one the main one I watched was called Ichi the Killer which is possibly the most violently disturbing movie I've ever seen in my life up there I thought it was a great movie though and uh, he also makes, like, kids movies, though. This guy makes everything. Like, That's kind of made... fucky. No, no, not really.
1: It's a weird paradox.
0: Well, he didn't show them in the same day. <laughs> I've also seen he made a historical samurai picture called 13 Assassins that I watched. It was really good.
1: Well, I'm excited so I'm very now. excited
0: to watch this movie.
1: What's the tagline?
0: Why would I tell you now? <laughs> I thought. The tagline is, you're going to poop your pants, Nicole.
1: I thought it was going to be tricky there.
0: All right, well, until next week, I'm Joey G.
1: And I'm Nicole.
0: We all stay scary.
1: Kissy, kissy. How could
0: this woman ever decide
1: to wed this man?